Greetings, peace, and welcome everyone to another Chief Yuya podcast. Uh, in this session, uh, which will be almost not a mini session, but a bit of a shorter one, I wanted to give someone a little bit of assistance uh, in regards to the diversity that we have the option to, to, to explore when it comes to different religions and different belief systems different different faith systems and and you know how we can approach our uh, our study so um, this actually became um, a topic of of interest uh, for someone who had had asked me about the different texts and different books and things that we use in anu you know reading the anu way and seeing that you know, or not, well, he didn't read all of the Anu way. He read uh, a bit of it because um, his nephew has been uh, very interested in the teachings of Anu and also applying to be a part of our, our movement and our experience. And one of the things that this gentleman had cited was that um, if what we teach is not contained in the 66 books of the Bible, then um, it is probably not coming from a healthy place. You know, I'll use, I'll use that language to kind of uh, sterilize what was actually said a little bit. And, um, you know, he and I had an opportunity to speak very, very briefly. And, you know, what I did share with him is that uh, there are uh, other books and it is our job to find out all of the, the books, not all of them, but as many as we can, of the books of our great master teachers and learn how to use them in a way that is uh, profitable and um, helps to conserve the, the greatest energy that we've been able to learn um, from these, these teachers. And sometimes we may have sort of simplistic pro projections of what it's supposed to be based on our tradition and how we were raised. And sometimes we don't realize that there are lost works, you know, especially when you start to dig into Eastern influence. So uh, more so for the nephew, I guess for them both, but, you know, he was still a bit skeptical and that that's okay. You know, skepticism is fine, um, but willfully skepticism receives its answer and its appetite is is satisfied in the face of truth. So I had mentioned a, a, a few books to him, and I said, well, th these are not within the canon of, of the 66, you know, this one and this one and this one. And, um, you know, I guess part of his challenge was, you know, yeah, you can mention those books, but where did where did those books come from? I mean, at the end of the day, where did any of them come from? I mean, we have this this imagined idea that one or two people uh, represent this or are this this vessel for divine inspiration, and everything is closed up and sealed up after that. And um, that's certainly not true. Uh, sometimes through the interpretation of things that uh, we are given. You know, before we go to search out and look for our own, uh, we don't realize the accountability and the potential that we all have. You know, so many times I I see within that particular book, those 66 books, where the word the was used when it should have been a. Uh. And that right there changes um, so much. You know, like when Yahweh Shai, you know, was called the son of God but when you look at the actual original translation it was a son of God and which would make sense because there was the reference out of his own mouth when he referenced Psalms and he said know ye not that ye are gods children of the most high right so we all have this this particular potential right but that's a small thing I mean I'm not really focusing too much on that but you know, you, you have to study and, you know, he, he had a bit of a challenge with some of the other books that I mentioned. 
you know, uh, speaking about the Vedas, the Vedas, speaking about the sutras, uh, speaking about the Quran, you know, and so many other works that uh, we do study, we research, and, you know, we comb through inside of Anu, not to mention all of the things that maybe I might study as as well, you know. So I did share with him that a couple of scriptures that showed that uh, the set of books, the 66 books that he is saying is his ultimate authority um, actually references other books as well. <laughs> and, you know, he said, well, he'd have to go check that out. And that's, that's, that's cool. You know, at least, at least you're checking it out, <laughs> you know, and not just kind of waving your head. So uh, I thought it would, it might help some of you who have challenges like that, possibly with family who have been thoroughly indoctrinated with certain types of dogma that say to them, uh, what these Catholic popes have established within the 66 books is all that you'll ever need. You know, um, it's important to understand propaganda, understand political motive, and understand, um, you know, who the original writers of these works were and how um, ethnic and cultural influences made their way into the text, which is probably another lesson, right? So I'm going to give you all a few, just, and for some of you may say, well, I've never had this issue. Okay, well, cool. You know, listen to another podcast if you want. Uh, there's, there's plenty of them, right? Uh, I do want to get the numbers up on the podcast, though. And what I mean, yeah, for like the Arisha stuff, and and I have a lot of a lot of shows, but this this particular podcast, the Chief Yuya podcast, I only have, I think we're on sixty three. This should be the sixty third, and I definitely want to get up into the into the hundreds and thousands, you know, like some of the other segments um, or the other broadcast that I've done. I was thinking about it yesterday and I said, yeah, it's only 60 something. That's, that's not much. <laughs> you know, I, I like for people to be able to comb through and to find a lot of solutions based on some things that they're going through. You know, maybe this one isn't you, but this one is this, you know, I like to cover a lot of ground and I realized, you know, that 60 something podcast is not a lot of ground in comparison to the over 1000 uh, broadcasts that I already have under my belt. Uh, many of those are on YouTube and different podcast platforms, which we're organizing now, which will be made available to the to the public in the coming months. Um, but there's well over a thousand, you know. So anyway, back to the subject at hand, of course. Um, so I'll just give I'll just give a couple of references, just a few, you know. And and again, this is not in the spirit of debate. Because I don't debate. I I have no interest in um, uh, debating what what has already been dictated and worded um, very precisely. I I may try to help people to come to a certain uh, revelatory kind of space in their minds where they can now compare, you know, especially when talking to a Christian, like their modern Christianity to the traditional and ancient ways that um, the information was given. And there are quote-unquote lost books. And for some, they stay within a very strict form of verbal inspiration. You know, and they we might even call them kind of fundamentalists or just people who are ultra-conservative, if you will. But um, you can still be those things and still understand as a human, that there is a completely divine um, thread and there's a completely divine challenge that we all are faced with, whether fundamentalist or not, and that's to establish what our paths to relevancy are with what we study and um, understand that, you know, there are so many different... um, paths of information and breaths you know that 
you know, the most high breathed into the word, but the word exists in so many different places. And, you know, it's not just a few popes that can get together at these different councils and conferences to say, okay, this is what you need. This is what you don't need. This, I mean, there's so much to that, <laughs> you know, um, so much to that as if these other writings would just be wasted on you. You, you, they're, they're not for you. You wouldn't understand them. So you just work with this. This is all you need for your edification, you know, and, and that's just, like I said, that's a, a completely political stance and, uh, it's a historic event that needs to be looked at these different councils where, these books were put together like a magazine, you know, and there were universal declarations put out that this is all you would need, you know, and there are tribal records and there are divine records and there are very prolific um, Eastern influences that, you know, um, really made a mark on the Hebraic quoting in the, in, in the, the local texts of that time that uh, have become a part of these lost books, if you will. Um, but not s so much lost as an accidentally lost, um, just put into the realm of very simplistic um, pseudo-religious and pseudo-spiritual interpretations. And people have made fake copies of some of these original scrolls. I mean, oftentimes people don't even speak about the influence that the Knights Templar had on the Dead Sea Scrolls and how they were influenced by the Sufi mystics during the wars. You know, it's where, it's where so many of your mathematical equations and things came from. It, it came from Muslims. And that made its way into the Templar experience because the Templars were not just known as being warriors, but they were also known as being merchants and they were also known to be mystics. But their mysticism actually came from Sufis, right? So what part do we discount? What part do we include? We study all of it to figure out where it's coming from, I, I would say, right? So, again, just, just helping uh, these two individuals out who were struggling a bit with um, what I was saying as far as these other books. I could start you off, and I just made a quick list for myself. So I would stay on point because there's so many. Um, numbers 21, 14th verse. Uh, Therefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, Wahab and Tupah and valleys of the Amon, Arnon, and the slope of the valleys that extend to the seat of Ar and leans to the border of Moab. Right there, right? Book of the wars. What book is that? Have you ever heard of that book? <laughs> book of the Wars of the Lord, you know, or, or Yahuwah, which it would have been uh, translated to Book of the Wars of Yahuwah. Where's that book? You know, of the wars, right? Then we have um, 1 Samuel 10 and 25. Then Samuel told the people the rights and duties of the kingship, and he wrote them in a book and laid it upon and laid it up before Yahuwah. Then Samuel sent all the people away, each one to his home. First Samuel ten and, and ten. First Samuel ten verse twenty-five. You see, so where is the book that Samuel wrote? We don't have that book. Where is it at? All right. Then you have First um, uh, Kings eleven forty-four. I mean eleven forty-one. First Kings eleven forty-one. Now, the rest of the acts of Solomon, all that he did and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the acts of Solomon? Where's that book? <laughs> now, now I'm doing it this way because um, the young man and, and his uncle said they would listen. And I don't want you to think that I'm pulling from um, anything out of the sky. Right. So I'm utilizing your own text. That you claim, you know, this is this is what I'm working with. I'm working right within your own framework to show you that your framework points to other links that have not been included inside of your framework. First Kings fourteen twenty nine. Now the rest of the acts of Rehoboam and all of he did and all that he did, 
Are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Yehuda? Where is the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Yehuda? Where is that book? Why haven't we been shown that book? <laughs> the, the Chronicles of the Kings of Yehuda. Hmm. Uh, now you're reading your book to say the Kings of Judah. So you can use that word if you want. Um, we have Chronicles again, 27. First Chronicles 27 and 24. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, began to count, but did not finish. Yet wrath came upon Israel for this, and the number was not entered in the Chronicles of King David. Where are the Chronicles of Kings King David? I can keep you writing Chronicles. First Chronicles twenty nine twenty nine. Now the acts of King David from first to last are written in the Chronicles of Samuel the seer, and in the Chronicles of Nathan the prophet. And in the Chronicles of Gad, the seer. Have you read any books called the Chronicles of Samuel? Have you read any books called the Chronicles of Nathan? Have you read any books called the Chronicles of Gad? You know, these are books that were written by prophets. These are, these are all prophets that we're, we're speaking about here. And um, you could probably say, if you want it, like... Um, <laughs> Well, these are all the books of Samuel, but th th that's that's not proven. And again, where's Nathan? Where's Gad? Where's Gad? You know, so we'd have to kind of just maybe make it an uneducated guess. Um, Second Chronicles. Notice I'm just got you right in Chronicles because Chronicles are important. Chronicles are a record. Second Chronicles nine and twenty nine. Now, the rest of the Acts of Solomon from first to last, are they not written in the history of Nathan the prophet and the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite and in the visions of Edo the seer concerning Jeroboam the son of Nebat? Have you seen a book called The History of Nathan the Prophet? Okay, here we can go to another one. Second Chronicles 9.29 Now the rest of the Acts of Solomon from first to last, are they not written? And you know, so I'm just giving you the same one again. In the history of Nathan the prophet and in the prophecy of Ahiah the Shilonite. Where's the book of Ahilah? Um, was Ahilah, you know, part of the prophets that you were supposed to study? Not to mention the visions of Edo. That were also mentioned. Where's the book of the visions of Edo, the seer? Right? Um, and then we have Edo. You might say, well, who the heck is Edo? I never heard that name. Right? So then you could look at Second Chronicles 13.22. The rest of the acts of, of Abijah or Abiyah. Sounds like a Nigerian name. It almost sounds like, you know, Abuja. But Abiyah, his ways and his sayings are written in the story of the prophet Edo. Where's the book of the story of the prophet Edo? Edo sounds like Edo. <laughs> it gets deep. It gets so deep. Second That's Second Chronicles 13, 22. So I'll, I'll just keep giving you the scriptures. I I didn't even go through my whole list, but I'll just give you the scriptures so you can look at them, you know, yourself. Or how about this one? Second Chronicles 12 and 15. Now the acts of Rehoban from first to last, are they not written in the records of Shemaiah? the prophet and of Edo the seer according to genealogical enrollment second chronicles twelve fifteen. so you have the records of Shemaiah the prophet and of course a reference to Edo the seer here's another great one second chronicles 20 and 34 now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat from first to last are written in the chronicles of Jehu the son of Hanai which are recorded in the book of Kings of Yeshrael. Have you ever read the, the book, the Chronicles of Jehu? I mean, I have so many written here. I was just having fun with it. You know, I was sitting back kind of in my chair and thinking, okay, what are some of the other books? And just started, you know, I made sure, I mean, I cross-checked them to make sure they were, they were in my book and, and, you know, in scripture. But I have so many here. I don't even know if I want to list them all. I was just having fun. So Second Chronicles twenty six twenty two. Now the rest of the Acts of Uzziah, from first to last, 
Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos wrote. Okay. So that, that the, the acts of Uzziah is a book that was written by Isaiah. But where are the acts of Uzziah? Hmm? Or here's another great one. Second uh, Chronicles 33 and 18. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and his prayer to his God. Hmm. And to the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of the Lord, the God of Yeshrael, behold, they are in the chronicles of the kings of Yeshrael. So, you mean to tell me Manasseh spoke to a God, his God. And then there was a reference in that same verse, verse 18, to the God of Yeshrael. Sound like two different gods. But that, of course, that's another, that's another discussion, right? How about this one? Second Chronicles 35 and 25. Jeremiah, or Jeremiah, also uttered a limit for Hosiah. And all the singing men and singing women have spoken of Hosiah and their laments to this day. They made these a rule in Yisrael. Behold, they are written in the laments. Have you ever read the laments? Have you ever read that book? Right? Now again, using your own book, I'm saying yours, not you, but you understand. To show you that there are references. Here's a great one. Um, which was, you know, we looked at second second Samuel one and eighteen and it kinda spoke to it, but Joshua ten and thirteen, right? And the sun stood still and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Yashar? Or Jashir, as some would say, because of the J. But of course we know it'll be Yashir. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is this not written in the book of Yeshar? Now that's Joshua or Yeshua ten thirteen. So willfully, I mean I, I gave you a, a good amount, you know, the different uh chronicles like uh First Kings fourteen nineteen, I think I said that one, and the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, how he warred and how he reigned. Behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Yisrael. Have you ever read a book called the Chronicles of the Kings of Yisrael? Of course, it's referenced also in Kings fourteen twenty eight and Kings one and eighteen. So before you might say, well, that's the book of Kings. Well, the book of Kings would not reference another book called the kings of Yisrael, you know, it would reference itself or it wouldn't reference it at all because it's already talking about itself. So, um, I, I brought up the chronicles of the kings of Yehuda, um, the kings of Yisrael, which you have in second Chronicles 27 and seven, um, uh, Chronicles 16 and 11, second Chronicles 32, 32, um, also, um, the Chronicles of, of King David, I gave you as well. Uh, the Book of Nathan, the Book of uh, the Chronicles of, of Gad the Seer, the Chronicles of Samuel the, Se- the Seer, I also gave you. Um, uh, the Visions of Edo, the Seer, right? Gave you that as well. As well. Uh, man, what else did I speak on? Um, Shemaiah, the book of Shemaiah, the prophet, the book of Yehu or Jehu, because you'll find it J-E-H-U, Jehu, such an interesting name, isn't it? Jehu, <laughs> Yehu, Yehu, Yehu. So um, the, stuk of the, the story of the book of Kings is another one that's in Second Chronicles 24 and 27. Accounts of the sons and of the many oracles against him. And of the rebuilding of the houses of Yahuwah are written in the story of the book of Kings. And Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. Uh, I referenced the acts of Uzziah, right? Um, hmm. Did I give you the seers? Yeah, the chronicle of the seers, Second Chronicles 33 and 19. Um, and in your Hebrew, it will say Hosiah. But Hosiah is, is um, seers. And that's and his prayer and how God was moved by his entreaty and all his sin and his faithfulness and the sites on which he built high places and the setup of the ashram and the images before he humbled himself. Behold, 
They are written in the Chronicles of the Seers. Oh, also Laments. I also gave you Laments as well. Um, so, I, you know, you can... You can you can take it you know how how you feel if you want to continue to to search and look along that road or, or not you know it's it's up to you um, we still even have like the book of Enoch you know this it, I just gave you a handful because <laughs> there's 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 so many more um, references you know and um, you know I I just will that that you continue your search you know and I know sometimes it's it's difficult to receive that sort of information from someone that you would probably look at and say, well, you know, they're, they're not a part of the church or, you know, you may look at me as, I don't know, however you look at me, but, you know, just someone who's, who's clearly not, um, you know, a part of um, the church as you may know the church to be. But, um that's part of where our, our our study comes in, right? And then we start to figure out what really makes sense. What really makes sense, you know? And sometimes you might be inside of a of a space where people are just not telling you the truth. You know, they're keeping things from you. You know, you look at Psalms twelve. They speak vanity. Everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart, do they speak? You know. Um, you have to sometimes, not sometimes, but you have to sometimes learn, well, I'm using the word sometimes again, um, to try that spirit by the spirit and see the spirit that a person is, is coming with and understand that this is, this is a diverse journey and there's no Catholic organization or any organization. You know, this society is all built around organizations. Everything's an organization, the Actors Guild, Screenwriters Guild. You know, the Directors Guild, you know, Masonic Organization, Skull and Bones, you know, the, the Fleece Society. It, it just, it, it goes on, on and on. The Elks, you know, um, there's just so many organizations and they all have their, their own different agendas. Some of them are seen, some of them are unseen. And the thing is, you have to make a determination as to where you choose to fall inside of that, you know, um... I don't particularly choose to um, to go along. <laughs> I'm not a mental mental uh, drifter. You know, when you when you fall victim to the drift, you know, um, as Napoleon Hill used to speak on, you know, that drift. You you kind of get yourself into a space where you allow you become vulnerable to certain things. You know, and even if you're reading a book, you know, you have to look at, well, who put all the power in this book and why is this book so pervasive? Why can I get so many copies so easily? You know, <laughs> like, like who handed this, who handed this down? You know, who's, who said this, this is okay, or this is what I should be reading, you know, and then you look outside of that sometimes and look at some of the other values, like you read Titus 1 and 15, you know. Um, unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. You know, so when you, when you have that spirit of purity within you, you're able to see the purity in other situations or other texts. You're able to read them, say, okay, no, this is, this is right. This is cool. This right here, you know, and um, when someone has been giving you a steady diet that's been defiling your greatest parts and your greatest assets, then everything that's presented to you becomes a problem. You know, your skepticism never finds any relief because um, nothing is to be trusted, you know. So I'm not in the business of convincing anyone of anything. I'm not big on that. Uh, I just think convincing is silly. You know, <laughs> like I said, the wise only need a hint. So I'm not trying to convince anyone to throw away the Bibles or anything like that. But I'm just showing you within your own book, there are references to other, but there are other holy books. 
So when you see um, Anubian speak of different texts and pulling from supreme mathematics and different concepts and things like that, and sometimes you'll hear me speak about the 256 Odu or the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching, and it's like you may think, oh, he's throwing in some truth with some lie. And no, you know, I, I know how to find the purity in things, and I know how to filter away what is not pure because of what I've cultivated um, within me for many, many decades, many years, we'll just say, several decades, many years, right? Um, it's not something that is, it's not automatic. It's not something you just wake up one day. People say that all the time, well, you know, I just chew the meat and eat the, and spit out the bones. It takes a long time to be able to do that. And sometimes in our pride and arrogance, we think we're doing that and we're really just diving ourselves into further, you know, confusion. And even just saying, well, I'm just going to keep it simple and just focus on this set of information that they gave me, these 66 books. Six, <laughs> 66. Yeah, I mean, think about it for a second. <laughs> oh, it's like right there in front of your face. You know, um, that also is the same type of spirit. You're supposed to study to show thyself approved and just understand that, yeah, there. the book tells you there's other books. So let me go try to find those other books. Why is the Ethiopian Bible so huge compared to other books, but much older than your your King James? You know, why why is that? You know, these these are just questions that I suggest. You know, um, you could ask yourself, um, and you don't have to. You know, if if you're if you're content where you're at, so be it. You know. And who am I to kind of speak to what you or or your your nephew uh, should be doing? But you know, like like I just said, I I, I gave some some kind of background on you know even if you want to just stay within your book, you know, stay or stay within the sixty six books or the whole holy the Helios Biblios, um, if that's where you feel most comfortable at, cool. You know, but um, even within there, you're being given some some science. There's a lot of science in, in a lot of these these structures, and it's important sometimes to figure out who presented these forms to you. You know, like if you if you're a Christian, you know, and that's your your path. It's good to know people like Mary Baker Eddy. You know. And that name may or may not sound familiar to you. And, of course, you could always take the holy route and say, well, I, I don't care who that is because all I know is I know Jesus. And Okay, cool. You, you could do that, too. But Mary uh, Baker Eddy is the founder of Christian Science. You know, you ever see those Christian Science rooms? And she, You know, um, these are important people to know. You know, she's a person who came under um, Meister Eckhart. Meister Eckhart. You know, um, he was around like the early 1300s. He died. Um, he was a theologian, but he was a mystic. And, um, you know, he taught mysticism. <laughs> you know, um, that word Meister, you know, I know some of you may know it from Game of Thrones, but it's an important word. Uh, you have your Joseph Smiths, right? Um, who went on to to create the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter Day Saints, you know, or the, or the LDS Church of of um, or the Mormon Church, as some call it. It's important to know who he is and the influence he may have had on what it is that you say you study. You know, uh, Martin Luther is an important character to understand. Moses is an important character to understand. Shoot, you know, um, Zoroaster you know, is an important character to understand, you know, um, or Zarastra, you know, who was a, a prophet from Persia, you know, and try to look at what, what influence may that have had, you know, um, on what it is that the Catholic Church eventually ended up giving me. Something as simple as like the wars that Zarastra spoke about with Ahura, Mazda. Then you might look at Mazda, I thought that was a car from such a and no Mazda is a god. It means the god of light, Ahura. Ahura Mazda. 
okay? You know, but sometimes you might be surrounded by these principles, you know, some of the principles of Confucius and not understand, or, or Krishna and not understand, or, you know, uh, Gautama Buddha. And you're like, that has nothing to do with me. You know, learn who Muhammad is. And of course, you know, understanding about Jesus of, of Nazareth. You know, and then you after you learn about Jesus of Nazareth, you can learn about Yeshua ben Pantera. You know, and these are all individuals that may not be included in your books in a harmonious sort of way, but I promise you have great influence over what it is that you believe in today, even though they may seem like they're not a part of it. Okay, so I just wanted to share that, you know, um, I don't know if this was a mini segment or not. I meant it to be, but, um, yeah, I just felt it was important because I know there was a lot of confusion, uh, that I, I sensed within, uh, these two individuals and, um, willfully, willfully that helped to, uh, kind of clear things up a little bit. And even if it didn't, at least you have something to explore and, just understand too that even outside of the books, <clears throat> there are certain verses that were also removed <laughs> or changed around. You know, like your John, First John five and seven has been changed. Matthew seven twenty one, um, where fasting. You know, uh, Matthew seventeen seventeen twenty one. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. You know, and the word fasting was removed, you know, and you get kind of asked why, why fasting, you know, um, it gives a reference to other culture, you know, it's kind of like a rabbit hole. You can go down if you will. Um, Luke twenty two forty four. always, always also pay attention to the chapter and number verse. The numbers mean something. Twenty two forty four. You know, and being in agony, he was praying very fervently and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. You know, um, kind of an, an important one uh, because mm, that drops full of, you know, sweating like blood, that's an actual medical condition. Um so it's there's something a bit deeper to that. <laughs> Why was that medical condition present, and who typically will have that? You know, I know in a lot of emotions, people speak, or you hear preachers. He was drops are coming down like blood and sweat. You know, um, but there's a lot more to it than that. You know, um, yeah. I mean, there's so many. I, I could I could do a whole other segment and all the, the scriptures that were twisted around, or a little word was uh changed here or there you know um and i could even tell you why but i like usually for people to explain i mean to explore uh matthew six thirteen is a great one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen <laughs> you know um you could look at some of the prayers that are done when a muslim takes shahada to understand what's really being said in that one man yeah, stuff being taken out, changed around, twisted. By who? Why? Can I still get the original? Yes, you can. You know. Um, but again, you know, take it, take it how you feel, and you know, um, keep at it. <laughs> That's the best I could I could tell you. You know, keep at it. All right. Um, so that has been our segment. I know it was a very religious kind of one. <laughs> But sometimes you need a little bit of that too. And sometimes you may uh, experience those sort of things with neighbors and family and friends. And you're at a loss of words because a lot of times people come at you with a lot of emotion when they're defending their dogma. And it's easy to kind of get overwhelmed really quickly and just kind of fall into, you know, I, I, I know what I'm talking about. I just can't really put it into words right now. And it's good to prepare for those moments. You know, sometimes you make a list of all of the common things that people say and then have your answers ready just in case. 
you know, so you can kind of keep your cool. Keeping your cool is very important, you know. So, um, and when I spoke to this, uh, these two, these two individuals, uh, it was very peaceful. I kept my cool because <laughs> there's no reason. I mean, you're not attacking me. I don't feel attacked, you know. Um, and we can disagree and still be friends. You know, I don't have to agree with everybody I'm friends with. You know, or can have a, a peaceful, civil, and, and even loving relationship with. We don't have to be in full agreement. You know, um, so even though I, I utilized your text to show you there are other texts, you may, still may say nah, <laughs> and that's okay. So be it. You know, we we are all here to learn different things at different times, right? Okay, so with that, this is Chief Yuya. I'm signing off. Thank you for following along and. Give thanks for all those who participated in our summer um, solstice retreat. We had a very, very beautiful time, and um, everyone was really on a high. <laughs> you know, uh, it was Brother Ross who said, yeah, he could tell that everyone has like a twinkle in their eye, is the term he used. And from children to, to elder, you know, everyone was um, in a good space, you know, just having a good time enjoying each other's energy and you know we we are really a movement of jokesters to be honest you know what i mean so just it was crazy we don't crack jokes about what's around us we only crack jokes with each other <laughs> so there's a whole lot of making fun of each other <laughs> but that's a part of that's a part of the love you know intimacy is you know to be able to, to be humorous with each other is a sign of intimacy you know, so to be able to do that and make fun of each other and have fun with the children, and we played. Well, they played. I didn't. I didn't play anything. Um, I coached. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of different games. You know that we were able to do and bring with the children archery and you know axe throwing and stuff like that. You know they had a lot of fun, so that was that was cool. But uh, so I just want to give. You know, definitely some some good energy. You know, keep it up, keep it going. We have our, our Equinox um, retreat coming up in the fall. And then after that, we got our winter solstice coming up. You know, so we, we um, make sure we, we get together. It's not just an online thing. It's not just an online experience, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, you know, definitely beautiful time to be had all around. You know, beautiful time to be had. All right, so I'm not going to take too long. I'm actually in the bush right now, pretty much literally. Um, I'm doing some some land clearing and some land scouting for the ministry right now. So um, it's about 101 degrees where I'm at right now. So I just ducked in to do this, and then I'm I'm back in the fields, boss. <laughs> But it's all good, you know. I I I enjoy the um, the workout. Yeah, I enjoy touching the earth and having that level of of communing. You know, regardless of of the temp. Nah, let me not say that. Not regardless of the temperature, but because um, it, it could be a little cooler. <laughs> it come it could come down about you know twenty thirty degrees. That that would be fine by me too. But either way, it's all good. You know, it's a blessing to be able to move and a blessing to be able to still use my talents, which are limbs, in order to help to build this movement and this this kingdom and be productive members of such. You know, so give thanks for that all the time, every time. All right. Be on the lookout. Again, have a book coming forth on um, not necessarily sexual alchemy, but it's going to have sexual alchemy and. Um, positive spiritual aspects of kink and explorative sexual expression um, within the confines or the boundaries of spiritual and divine law. You know, so it's not a free fall. It's not a, not a licensee. You do whatever whatever feels good. Um, it's not necessarily that, but really exploring like it's being righteous is not as boring as you might think when it comes to uh, sex with your with your partner you know, with your mate. So that's coming forth soon, as well as the um, spiritual alchemy class, all right? So, I mean, sexual alchemy class, excuse me. 
uh, which will be on the website on uh, Sudugo House, most likely, sudugohouse.com. All right. So, yeah, man, I just want to give thanks. And for all those who are interested in Anu and being a part of our, our next <laughs> our next, next dodgeball tournament, <laughs> yeah, they, they take their, their – no, they play kickball, not dodgeball. Oh, goodness, man, they, they – I don't know. This is this is a competitive movement, man. They're, they're, <laughs> if, if you want to, let me just put this out there. For all you looking to join, I know because if you if you sign up now and you get accepted, you'll actually go through your orientation. Uh, if you time it right, you could actually make them at the next retreat. But hey, let me prepare you. So some of you get a get a sense of how I can be in terms of making sure I'm I'm very much about you going to get your work done. You know, you're going to improve, you're going to accelerate in life, and you're going to be the strongest and best that you can be. I'm not accepting anything less, and that's what I demand of you. You're not going to sit in the back and just kind of float and coast through. I'm not going to allow it, you know. So you kind of already know that. And, you know, I'm I'm about the academics and I'm about the scholarship. So that's always a, a, a central part to our new and the self-development and the change in character. Which is, that's really where we lose. Whenever you see people who are not around anymore, I'm telling you, it's the same thing. Every time, character was challenged. Disrespect. Disrespect was brought up and brought put on a table, and they usually run. You hear, you hear Brother Zach talk about it all the time. Cowards, cowards. <laughs> they run. You know, when it's time to do little pictures and flyers and stuff like that, yeah, they, they're all for that. But when you say, hey... You know, we caught you in a lie three days ago. You didn't have to lie about what you lied about. Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's discuss it. What's going on with you? That's when you get the resignation. Uh, I realize that this experience isn't for me. <laughs> it, it, to me, it's laughable. Everybody knows at this point. I don't I don't trip over stuff like that because and I it's I, maybe it's not funny because you see I literally see people throw their lives away. You know, like you come into Anu, like, hey, this is like I've often said, this is your last stop because you're getting you're getting things in a very direct, straightforward sort of way, and you're getting embraced in a way that you probably never have, but you're getting it direct. I don't play around, and you don't even want to take it this way. You probably had all the soft messages all your life, been ignoring them, and just being sneaky and doing what you want, and now someone's confronting you. You don't want to do. Oh man, I know what happens next, and it's not pretty, you know. But um, so yeah, coming into Anu or applying, you gotta be ready for confronting and dealing with your issues. Number one, and you have to have a sense of humor. I'm telling you, just just trust me on this one. You gotta have a sense of because it's a movement of jokesters. From the children up to the elder, everybody has jokes, you know. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta be, you, you, you can't come in with a whole lot of ego, because especially I noticed they're like sharks. They stay. Ego is like the blood in the water. Once they see you coming with a bunch of ego, they just kind of zoom and start making fun and, you know, they give you a nickname. <laughs> I sit back, I watch them, you know. So you gotta have a sense of humor, and. You know, you got to be okay with being around competitive people. Because I tell you, they, they, they're they still talking about that kickball game. <laughs> you know, no, y'all, see, every, the people you pick, you, you, I had all children on my, on my team. Y'all had the most adults. And that's why, y'all, you know, like, <laughs> still going at it, you know. So, but yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all fun. But, you know, you, your vibe attracts your tribe, as they say. You know, and there's a lot of similarities with the people. And I know, like I said, everybody's a jokester. You know, a lot of us um, have some sort of um, artistic expression or enjoy color and enjoy music and things like that, even if we don't necessarily produce them. You know, there's, there's a certain kind of enjoyment. And everyone's got a little bit of roughness, a little bit, of, you know, rough edge. This is, this is a jagged edge kind of movement I noticed everyone's got a little bit of eh, everyone everything is peace and shalom and then at night when everybody relaxes there's a little something that always comes out for me person you know 
So, yeah, you, you know, this is not a boring space to be, which is beautiful. Um, despite all the studying and all the me getting on, hey, did you, did you, hey, did you, hey, there was that certification you're supposed to go for so you can get that promote. Did you, did you sign up for that class? Hey, did you sign up to take your test for the certification? Hey. <laughs> hey, what's going on with your CDL? Hey. Hey, did you read these scriptures? Hey, did you read this book? You know, there's a, there's a lot of that too. But anyway, like I said, if you time it right, you'll make it for the next kickball game. I'm I'm not in any of that, man, because I uh, it, they're too tough for me. <laughs> All right. But yeah, give thanks, man, for everyone who's been riding along. And like I said, willfully, this session maybe have given you something to think about, even if you're not someone who's deeply entrenched in, in the Bible or a Christian or anything like that. But it may just give you something to think about in terms of like all of the chronicles that are out there. You know, this it's a lifelong studying, you know, so. It may have put you onto that at least. All right. So this is again Chief Yuya. Um, you can always find me at Chief Yuya Music um, on the social media platforms. Some people have still been kind of going into my Chief Yuya inbox a little bit, and um, you have not really been receiving responses. I'm on sabbatical this year, as I've shared. Um, so yeah, for those who are asking for readings and things like that. Or consultations, really consultations. I'm not really doing readings anymore, but consultations uh, that will be next year. All right, 2023 from whenever you listen to this this podcast. All right, um, until now and then, it's just about the holy work, you know, music and doing what I'm doing, traveling around, getting more land for for this ministry, so we have places to be because what's coming. Um, people are starting to panic. They're going to panic even more. And a panic people are vulnerable people. And unprepared people are vulnerable people. And when people are vulnerable, they, they, they're they dangerous. And they, there's a lot of different things that are done to them that shouldn't be done to them. You know, but when you're a part of a movement, you say, you know what? Listen, I, I got somewhere to go. At the end of the day, even if I'm just going somewhere and setting up some setting up a tent, I'm okay, <laughs> you know, and I can be around my my own, you know, and know that I'm in a safe space. That's better than being somewhere where you know you're vulnerable. You know things are happening around you. You know, um, you know your children and your loved ones are vulnerable with with no like-minded A-likes around you, you know? So, yeah, let me get back to it, get back into this heat. <laughs> All right. And uh, I will speak to you all soon. Everyone be well, be safe. Peace.